From the great state of Texas, you are now listening to Skip the Noise Podcast, a Rounded Edge Media production. Thank you so much for joining me. It's just Benji's another solo mission on a pre-birthday. Birthday's tomorrow, so today I'm actually off. I have to work tomorrow, so I'm sort of, I guess you could say, celebrating my birthday one day before. But Mexican Ostradamus and Brown Python are not with me. I think we are going to record a regular program either tonight or tomorrow, but I had a little time on my hands, so I thought I'd check in via live stream. Might cover a couple of news stories depending on what happens, but I did want to recount. I had a very interesting encounter with synchronicity today as, so yesterday, knowing that I was off today, I had planned to go down and grab me some coffee at somewhere I'd never been before. And I live out in Cyprus, you know, so I like to make it down into town whenever I can. So I'd actually message a friend of mine to give me a recommendation. Man, I want to try something new. I've got a little bit of time to kill. I've got, I'm going to be down there in the morning anyway. So that's what I had in mind. So he never got back to me. So I just decided to pick a place on my own. Surprising enough, I'd never been to uh, Boomtown Coffee on 19th Street down there in the Heights. So I went down there, grabbed myself a cup of coffee, sat out on the seating area outside on the sidewalk. And lo and behold, a friend of mine walks right by me that I haven't seen in over 10 years. So it was a little crazy. And I talked to him for quite a bit. Or, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, something like that. And some interesting things came out of that conversation that may hold some weight in the future. So that was pretty interesting. Eric joins the live studio. Eric, how are you? Lo and behold, Eric pops in. What you got going on today, Eric? As I continue to tread water a little bit and see what we can possibly get into, there was a story that came across. Oh, and by the way, Boomtown Coffee. I can't believe I've never been there, but that is a a five-star type of a thing. Eric wants to call in. Eric, you tried to call in, then I kind of lost the... Let me try that again. Here we go. All right. So here we are, a couple minutes in, taking a call. Eric, what's going on, sir? What you got going on? Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. What's on Happy your mind? Happy birthday to you, my friend. Um, not oh, a whole you, lot happening, um, but I mean, had like kind of a busy afternoon, you know, working on booking a guest for the, the Slightly Serious Show podcast that I'm active on. Very good. Is it an interesting guest? I hope so. Um, it is going to be a previously featured guest that we had on last year, that pipeline welder gentleman, Neil Crabtree. I think you'd really enjoy him. Okay. Well, I'll have to tune in and check it out. Next Wednesday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 8.30 p.m. Central. Um, I was looking into previously getting a gentleman that had a really like interesting viral video on TikTok who is um, an attorney here in Georgia. But, but when I talked to him today, he regrettably you know, kind of had to like back, back out for, you know, for a lot of reasons because I, he didn't want to really kind of compromise himself in any way. Didn't want to compromise himself. What was he worried about? Legal ramifications? Well, or? well I, I would think something along those lines because he posted like a, a viral video about okay. how being offered, offered money to, to do like a smear campaign video. And, really? and it's got, and I think the video in question just really went viral I would have to tell you off the record who the gentleman is. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty interesting. 
He got who who approached and him we, for this smear campaign? Um, um, I think it was like a or, <laughs> some some sort of organization that they were off, offering to pay him like four hundred dollars to do it under like cert, certain stipulations. Um, but it, I mean, it's on TikTok. Okay, would this be? I mean, how viral are we talking about? I mean, it, it's gotten plenty like of attention of on social media, and I think thousands, thousands of views and, okay. and, and shares and, and likes. That's good. That's pretty significant. Um, Wish I could say anything I've put out um, had that kind of a viral impact. Well, I mean, well, so, some people ha have the gift of going viral than others. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like that. That's all right. It's not my goal to go viral. It'd be nice, though. Well, It'd be a nice little bonus. Well, well, and I think, you know, me and James got, got big plans, you know, like going forward. We might see about, you know, finding other like social media personalities and influencers, including a couple mm -hmm. of people who, you know, some people here on Podbean are familiar with who, who've got like thousands of followers, like, like on TikTok and other places and how the social media censors have been really, you know, just aggressively going after them to the point that you, you get a lot of like, like the like the woke left and some and woke rhinos like mass reporting them to the point they're getting can accounts banned, and then mm -hmm. these people keep keep starting up new new accounts until they get banned again, um because because they apparently the censors don't like the kind of message that they're spreading, you know and yeah. you know and, and we just kind of get an idea of how social media influencers and personalities work and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. It is true. I've known, you know, I, this could be an excuse, but I will say that, um, you know, as I'm not as consistent on social media as I used to be. And a lot of that is just because it wore me out because I, I feel like there was a point where I put a lot yeah. of work in and I really tried to, you know, I guess put a lot of eggs in that basket. But, um, you know, I don't uh -huh. know. People re people refer to what do you call like the shadow ban, things like that. And I I suspect, right? I don't know. I don't know for sure. Once again, this could be an excuse, but I don't put too much stock into it. But I would have to say that I think um, they're, I think they're to a degree. I think some of the stuff I've put out is kind of right. sho shoveled under the in, into the deck, so to speak. I don't know. Right. I could be wrong. Once again, it could be an excuse. But well, either way, or, or either way, I don't probably, care too much. Right, or some people probably go into it thinking that they're going to become an overnight success, and then they, then they of course are quick to discover that um, that that it, that it isn't always all that it's cracked up to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure, true. Like Which, I said, I don't put put a yeah, whole lot you, of weight into it, but it'd be nice for the sake of the show. That's all I really care about. It's just more people listening to the show. Because, or, or, or the most as possible, yeah. And and I and I know you, Benji, are not gonna gonna get like Joe Rogan or Megan Kelly or Ben Shapiro numbers in terms of like audio downloads or live audience hey. participation or you know or, or any of that. But but at least you're putting out something of substance and and are willing to bring on people who who are of like a similar point of view of yours or or of opposite points of views, including some of your co-hosts. Yeah, exactly. That's the name of the game, is to put out. Right. Right. I'm not making a whole lot of money off this, so it is for the sake of putting it out. Is what yeah, you're keeps, doing it as like a labor of love. Keeps the engine going. Yeah, correct. Exactly. Uh -huh. 
That being said, um, though, it'd be nice to... Over quantity, yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and I know well, also the Slightly Serious Show might be looking at other returning guests as well, like the gentleman from the Free Think Institute, which is um, an LGBTQ plus like conservative nonprofit organization. And many people are like, like LGBTQ conservatives never heard of that or or like, yeah, that's... you know, how, how is that even possible? But, you know, uh-huh. you might have more like gay conservatives than you think. No, yeah, it's a real thing. It's not, uh, I mean, I, of course it's a real thing. What I, I, what I meant by that is that, yes, there is definitely, it's not an overwhelming number probably, but yes, I've from occasionally. Yeah, they, they don't identify they'll, they'll be, as mainstream. Right. And, you know, I think part of that too is just the, there may be more than we know about just because of pressures within the community because it's, you know, that, that community aligns more or less with the left. So it's an uphill battle if you're somebody within that community that has viewpoints that don't align with that. So, um, you know, big up to anybody who speaks their mind from, from another place. So that's good. I like, just for the sake, I've never heard one word uh, your guest has ever spoken, but I like the fact that I just like viewpoints that, you know, break the, the natural conventions because I think a lot of people limit their thinking 100% based on where they fall or what community they belong to. Just like, um, what is it? Uh, Candace Owens, right? Like, I don't agree with a lot of what she says, but I like that somebody like that exists because it's a, um, for conventional purposes, kind of a dichotomy, right? Somebody, um, an African-American woman with conservative views for this, just for the sake of the fact that that, those viewpoints are coming from somebody outside of the general accepted um, mm-hmm. categorization of a person. So it's, it's, it's always good to make sure that what people, what, what you're thinking or what your beliefs are your own, right? Because I think a lot of times we get limited and uh, co- not coerced, but influenced maybe too heavily on what, what our own community or what people around us may think and not so much your own views. So anytime anybody's speaking their own views, right or wrong, it's probably positive in some degree, unless it's like hate speech. Obviously, that's not good. But free thinking's good. Um, I just had to, as um, my other set of earbuds, the battery was going low. Okay. But I'm back, of course. Um, But I mean... And and I know like like podcasts like this and many others are, you know, you know, seem to be like growing, of course, and 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 people, of course, you know, like tuning out cor- corporate media, of course, because because we we feel like we have a, a a place where we can where we can have like unfiltered discussions like this and um and really talk to one another, and you know, and 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 not have to fear, you know, like being being like persecuted or or attacked in any way because we don't mm-hmm. align with a, a certain set of beliefs. Yeah, exactly. Let me ask you a question. You know, so I had a, go ahead. 
Oh yeah, no. What I was going to ask you, this is kind of off topic a little bit, but well, you know what? You had a, it seemed like you had a thought you were going to finish. Go ahead and do that first, before I ask you the question. Well, um, because we 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 really value you know encouraging people, you know, to be be free thinkers and you know you know think for themselves and and not not be letting certain you know influences like control control how you can or should think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. What I was going to ask, have you ever had any in your life synchronicities? Um, I'm not, you know, not sure what synchronicities you know, is supposed to be. You know be. what I'm referring to? Okay. So things that sort of align that coincidences, okay, that may happen. This is uh-huh. the best way I can describe it. Coincidences that may happen that seem to have no explanation but in your own head, you know that it's not just random chance. You know there's a little more to it. And it's hard to quantify. Right. There's no scientific proof for any things like these. But, you know, generally speaking, I think most people have encountered things similar. Have you ever had anything like that? For example, okay, um, like this is, this is just a basic example. Let's say you were thinking of somebody specifically and then two minutes later they call you. Things like that, right? You ever had anything like um, that? That's been known to happen. Yeah, it does. What are your thoughts on it? you think anything? there's anything to that, or you think it's just confirmation bias? Um, I think there could be something to it, like maybe, maybe like a like a high, higher being that you know mm-hmm. might might have kind of like you know may, may have like pushed him to do something kind of like like having an epiphany of some kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think the older I get, the more I kind of think that there's there's fields of energy, just like radio, right? There's waves going on. So we're actually internalizing and we're actually receiving input. We just don't categorize it in the normal way because it's not coming in the normal formats. Does that make sense? Like if somebody were to call me and say, hey, I'm going to be here at this place at this time. Uh-huh. You know, these coordinates, I'm going to be there. You're going to meet me there. Boom. Okay. Cool. I know that because I we both speak English and whatever he was saying, he or she, it was in English. Therefore, I received uh-huh. it as English. And I know what that means based on all the information I've collected in my life. So I knew exactly where to be. But there may be something, signals that we're receiving outside of that, that we actually internalize and we actually know. And we show up at that very reason. Let me give you an example. Before you came on, Eric, I was something happened to me today. So the, the last night, the night before, I just had it in my head. I was going to go get coffee. Uh, I had to, I had to go downtown um, into the city earlier in the morning. So I was like, hey, while I'm down there, you know what? As a little pre-birthday treat, I'm going I'm to get some good – I'm a good big coffee drinker. I drink it black. Uh, I want to try a new place, blah, blah, blah. Something that's going to try to blow me away. So I texted a couple people, hey, man, give me, a, give me a recommendation. Nobody got back to me. All right, I'll pick my own. So I picked my own. Uh-huh. Out of a city of 7 million people, I came within five minutes of a very close friend of mine who I used to play music with, showed up within five minutes of me get, being there. He, he walked by. There was a split second. I'm like, hmm, is that? Wait, wait, no, what? We both did the same thing. I went and got. A, I went back inside to get a refill, and I said, "Hey, how the hell are you?" Talked to him about ten or fifteen minutes. Not only that, to take it a step further, 
there was some common interest that we didn't realize about. So there may be some uh, opportunities, so to speak. I won't. I don't want to get too into detail. Uh, but for the next 30 minutes, I was very blown away because that just all happened so, so perfect. And the odds of me running into somebody like that, like I said, uh, are very, very slim. So that's right. I'm still kind of in awe. That's what I'm telling you right now. Uh huh. Yeah. Nothing like that recently. A lot of things have been happening to me like that recently. I haven't really had. No? Um, yeah, I can't. don't recall ever no. having anything like that right. most recently. Oh, okay. Well, you're missing out because it's, it's dope when it happens. <laughs> but there's been random recently, like a couple people have messaged me out of nowhere that I haven't heard from in a long time. Just stuff like that has been happening right. very, very recently. So in other words, uh, I'm trying to, to pay attention as much as I can. Uh-huh. And be receptive to those uh, those energies. Not to sound like too much of a woo-woo type of shit, but in other words, I'm paying attention. Like I said, there's something to that. So uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know what the bigger message is, Eric. I don't know exactly if there's not some nice, neat summary to to stamp on this. I'm just saying it's a thing. So when stuff like that happens uh, to all the listeners out there, pay attention. You never know. And the more, I feel like the more you are receptive to it and the more you start walking down those, those paths and kind of not second guessing them, it sort of builds on itself. So I don't know. Just interesting. Let me, let me see if I can get a, a story pulled up here. I do want to mention, and I think the guys will probably talk about this on our regular weekly episode, but we mentioned on episode 117 of the Skip the Noise podcast, uh, Governor DeSantis from Florida flew a bunch of immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. You know, kind of a political sort of a fuck you move. The the guys debated on, um, you know, the merits of such an exercise. So I'm going to read an article from NPR, uh, Eric, and we can kind of discuss this as we go. Uh, Migrants flown to Martha's Vineyard have filed a lawsuit against Governor DeSantis. So this is a follow-up on the story, like I said, that we brought to you last week on episode 117. A civil rights firm filed <laughs> a civil rights firm filed a federal class action lawsuit on Tuesday against Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and others for transporting about 50 immigrants from San Antonio, Texas, to Martha's Vineyard without shelter or resources to place. I think that's kind of the biggest issue. In other words, it's like you guys up there in your little northeast Martha's Vineyards, you guys don't have to deal with the the immigration problem, but you're all big talk and blah, blah, blah. That's sort of the sentiment here, right? That's what this move is all about. Like, here we go. And we're going to put them right on your doorstep. Okay? That's obviously the that's the move here. So the firm, Lawyers for Civil Rights, in conjunction with the migrant led nonprofit Alianza Americas filed a suit on behalf of the vineyard migrants and all similarly situated people who are fraudulently induced to travel across state lines by DeSantis in the state of Florida. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. It's just the, the specificity of that sentence is kind of makes me laugh. If you'll notice when, when 
when Benji reads the news, there's very specific things that make me laugh that you might not pick up on right away. But uh, I get a kick out of out of writing and kind of the nuances involved in people that are writers. You know, sometimes they have these egos, Eric, that they like to work into the writing, like they want to be seen. So I, I kind of get a kick. I find humor in things like that. So when I do read the news, it gets a little, I, I kind of pick it apart and find things in it that uh, people might find odd, but nonetheless. Uh, the group told NPR in an email, in addition, Governor DeSantis, the lawsuit also named the state of Florida, Florida Department of Transportation Secretary Jared Perdue, and their accomplices as defendants. The legal action comes after Wednesday when nearly 50 migrants were taken on planes from San Antonio to Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts with a stop in Florida in between. Of course. They arrived so they can get, uh, and I got a spam call coming in on my phone. Oh, that, I'm going to earmark that because I've got something to say about these spam calls. They arrived with no warning. Oh, I should have took, should have took it live. Son of Eric, I've missed that opportunity. I hope they call back. They arrived with no warning, and the local community scrambled to provide food, shelter, and translation services. Uh, all, all power, honestly, to the to Martha's Vineyard community because it sounds like they did try to do the right thing. Uh, I'll just say, what's going on there? Sound like you're you're in an aquarium or something. You're swimming around in uh, microphonic distortion. Okay. They arrived with no warning, and the local community scrambled to provide food, shelter, and translation services. Migrants say they were not told about their final destination, but were promised a chance at jobs and a better life. So, uh, Eric, if you've got your audio situated there, do you got any thoughts um, on this I, kind of an exercise or this kind of a stunt? I, I, I know miss some of what you said because I'm having to reset my Bluetooth because whenever I talk with the pod being run in the background it's like it, it's like um the, the audio i hear kind of shuts off and then i have to reset it mm -hmm. but but I, yeah but i'm also sending you links like to that one tiktoker that i found very interesting oh i appreciate that i will Instagram. absolutely because will i'm absolutely. sure you'll look at the gentleman's videos later yeah no i will i actually will i'm interested to hear um, so anyway, what I was talking about was, and, and I'm uh, sure you would probably message, you'd probably comment on his videos with words of support. If you like what you're seeing, <laughs> if I, if I liked what I was seeing, then yes, I would, I would support it. Uh, however, uh -huh. I can't comment on that without seeing it. Cause I don't know if I'd support it. You might be surprised well, what I support. What I, <laughs> you never know what kind of angle I may take on something. You don't know if I'll support it or not, but, um, maybe I will. So yeah, I will definitely check it out. Um, but yeah, so what I was covering here, Eric, was this uh, Ron DeSantis flying a bunch of uh, immigrants from San Antonio and dropping them on the doorstep of Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard, uh, you know, in in an attempt to make sure these people got what they needed, had to scramble some resources, get a bunch of translators together, find some housing options and things like that. So, you know, uh, I think... The, the main reason to be critical here is like he's trying to prove a political point, but at the expense of actual real fucking humans. So I personally, I know we talked about it on, on 117 at great length, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think this one's a little bit off the mark. I just using actual human lives 
uh, you know, these are people. That's a, and that's my kind of final take on that. I'm trying to see what what else. What has been going on in your neck of the woods over there in Georgia? Any local stories? Well, before, um, while you're... well, oh, I mean, I haven't really paid too much attention to Georgia news. I'm like no. right now, I'm in the middle of house sitting and pet sitting for family. Okay, Saturday. Some angels. That's good. Because it's a good, my good gig. Sister and their kids are. At our uh-huh. way at the beach because they had fall break, you know, because of the school system that in the county that they live in compared to the county they previously lived in. Uh, they have fall break. Well, like normally, fall break would fall like the first full week of October. Huh. I was got to say I've never heard of fall break. Kind of similar to spring break because <laughs> all the school like. systems in Georgia adopted the balance calendar system. Ah, okay. So that's a Georgia thing. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Uh, speaking of local news down here, one thing I wanted to bring up that just keeps on giving. I've mentioned many times on a Skip the Noise podcast the prevalence of alligators down here in, um, huh. in these parts of southeast Texas, the Houston region. Uh, but recently, man, it's ramped up a lot. They're catching massive gators, gators attacking people, people capturing them, people wrestling them and turning them into authorities. Uh, but they just caught a massive one. And these are all in different parts, uh, you know, primarily suburban locations. But um, it's a little scary. These alligators are popping up. So I don't know if this is like a population spike or if there's environmental problems for this. So there was, we did have a drought. Uh, this summer for quite a long time, which is unusual down here. And, you know, rain has kind of come back a little bit. So I don't know. I don't know the specifics of it. All I know is uh, the gators are coming after us. They're everywhere. Right. You got any gators over there in Georgia? I know you're pretty near, you're mm, close to Florida. Not really. I mean. Not a lot? Well, well, down in Florida, I think you would have them. But here in Georgia, really not so much. Um. um I think the only thing, wild animals that would would probably come around are like coyotes, maybe bears, but you'd probably find uh-huh. those in, in like forest areas, like in North Georgia. But hmm. but you know, like when you get like south of Macon, um, you 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 got like that they have an area called like the Nat Line because when you go south of that, it's it's more prevalent with the Nats than an area north north of it. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, we definitely have them here. Uh, I've seen them in real life. There a couple of times I've mentioned on the show. I won't rehash that. Uh, one more thing I wanted to get into, and I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. I'll be honest with you. Probably, uh, maybe, probably nip it at the maybe around the 40 minute mark here. But um, so an author that I treasure, um, Mexican Nostradamus, recently. I, I, I know I not recently came across. Uh, but he sent something in the text thread that kind of got him all excited. And he started reading the book Vallis uh, by Philip K. Dick. This is something that I read long ago uh, with a couple of friends of mine and, and the subsequent sequels. But let me let me get to this article real quick because it's, it's one of these things where, you know, when authors or uh, any kind of artist is ahead of their time, you know, in retrospect, you look back mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, shit, man, they really called it. So this is one of those kind of uh, things. So let me read. Uh, so Philip K. Dick, who is a brilliant author, uh, a lot of his stuff has come into movies, okay? So like Total Recall, uh, Blade Runner, 
these are all film adaptations uh, of his works. Also, some there was a, a Man in the High Castle, uh, I think turned into like a television series. Uh, so he's very, very uh, celebrated when it comes to, like I said, film adaptations, notable film film adaptations at that. But anyway, a, a definitely a notable author if you're uh, if you haven't heard of him. It's just a whole, a whole nother world. But anyway, Philip K. Dick theorizes the Matrix in 1977, declares that we live in a computer programmed reality. So now there's plenty of people, right, that subscribe to that theory. Um, but here, let's get into exactly what uh, specifically he was referring to. So in 1963, Philip K. Dick won the uh, coveted Hugo Award for his novel, The Man in the High Castle, beating out such sci-fi luminaries as Marion Zimmer, Bradley, and Arthur C. Clarke of the novel The Guardian Writes. Nothing in the book as... <laughs> sorry if that was a little clunky, uh, the way my page kind of was set up there, uh, but anyway, nothing in the book is as it seems. Most characters are not what they say they are. Most objects are fake. The plot, an alternate history in which the Axis powers have won World War II, turns on a popular but contraband novel called The Grasshopper Lies Heavy. Written by the titular character, the book describes a world of an allied victory, and in the veins of the worlds within worlds, thematic Dick's novel suggests that the book within a book may, in fact, describe the real world of the novel or one glimpse through the novel's reality as at least highly possible. The Man in the High Castle may be Dick's most straightforwardly compelling illustration of the experience of alternate realities, but it is only one among very many. In the interview Dick gave while at the high-profile Metz Science Fiction Conference in France in 1977, he said that like David Hume's description of the intuitive type of person, he lived in terms of possibilities rather than actualities. Interesting. Nick also tells a parable of an ancient, complicated, and temperamental automated record player called the Capard, which reverted to varying states of destructive chaos. The Capard, Dick says, epitomized an instructable, ultra-sophisticated universe, which was the habit of doing unexpected things. So isn't that interesting? Automated record player. So that's... You know, 1977, um, it's funny what you just inter interpret as uh, things like that, right? You, you use the technology of the time to sort of translate your, your narrative. In the interview, Dick roams over so many of his personal theories about what these unexpected things signify that it's difficult to keep track. However, at the same conference, he delivered a talk titled, If You Find This World Bad, You Should See Some of the Others in edited form above that settles on one particular theory that the universe is a highly advanced computer simulation. The talk has circulated on the internet as, and you can look this up if you're interested for further review, did Philip K. Dick disclose the real matrix in 1977? And this is sort of the, the, sub, the subject of the speech is a topic which has been discovered recently and which may not exist at all. I may be talking about something that didn't does not exist. Therefore, I am free to say everything and nothing. I, in my stories and novels, sometimes write about counterfeit worlds, semi-real worlds, as well as deranged private worlds, inhabited often just by one person. At no time did I have a theoretical or conscious explanation for my preoccupation with these pluriform pseudo-worlds, but now I think I understand. What I was sensing was the manifold of partially actualized realities lying tangent to what evidently uh, is the most actualized one, the one that the majority of us, by 
consensus gentium agree on. So that's that's just interesting, right, Eric? Because it's it it is kind of dependent on what we say that we agree on or the perceived reality of the general population. But within those, people have their own realities, right? So it is a fluid mm -hmm. type of thing. What do you think about that? Are you and not that not to say, oh, you think we're living in a matrix or not, because maybe it's not as simple as that. But have you ever given thought to that that reality that it could be? Well, I mean, I try to be a very open-minded person. I think you know, is it possible? You know, maybe, but but I mean, is it proven? I mean, I know I I, I have yet to see it proven, but but because you know, proof and evidence are two different things. Oh, for you sure. Know? Because I mean, you, evidence you could get produced, but 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 proving you know something. Let's say like in a criminal case in court, for example, like like when the prosecution pro proves their case against the defense, you know, with the evidence they have, it's up to the jury to determine beyond a reasonable doubt whether 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 defense is innocent or guilty, and, and what beyond a reasonable doubt means is did did the did the accused have have any sort of malice meaning that they have no intent to like harm or kill but but mm -hmm. you know or like proving something is real like i mean you know like how real is it or or is it intended to help or hurt people yeah and all they really did all that jury really did was establish a a vote and uh -huh. but that that's still and but they get it wrong though right it's um, well, regardless well, of yeah. maybe more often than not, and the system is set up to where it prevents, at least theoretically, it's set up, right, to prevent those small percentage chances of something going awry. Generally speaking, uh -huh. like I said, there's so many, there's levels to it, you know, and kind of checks and balances to produce the best result possible, but not infallible. There's no way to completely ensure infallibility when it comes to people, but all we have is people, mm -hmm. right? So I'll say this. I remember I went, I went and saw The Matrix in the theater when it came out, when it was fresh, and Keanu Reeves, and tying this back into the, the theme of the day, you know, I had my little pre-birthday celebration on my own, flying solo down to uh, Boomtown Coffee Shop on 19th Street in the Heights, big up. Uh, I heard one time Keanu Reeves, Neo in the Matrix, if you don't know where I'm going with this, on his birthday, I don't know, maybe it's his 50th birthday or something, dude definitely doesn't look 50, he's taking good care of himself, and by all accounts, well, he's, he's almost very, 60, or almost 60, or whatever the hell, I think it's, I think it was his 50th birthday though, he, that was back in 2014, went, yeah, something like that, I don't know, I heard this story, I don't know exactly when it was, but I'm sure you're, maybe familiar, or at least sounds like you, you might be familiar with it. He went to some little bakery, got one single cupcake, put a little candle in it, lit it, sat, sat on the sidewalk and ate it. I don't know why, but I, on, I, got, I got such a big kick out of that. Because it's like an exercise in like, ah, who gives a fuck, right? Like, you know what? I, I like, I care enough to, to somewhat celebrate the moment, but I don't want to go overboard. So I, there's some sort of weird balance there that I, I I was drawn to. So I felt like that's what I was doing. And that's what compelled me to go on that journey this morning. 
for no apparent reason, but there was a reason, right? Because I ran into somebody. And that's what I'm talking about, it just following those sort of streams of, of consciousness. Now, on the flip side, Eric, I could say that that synchronicity happened because I am living in a computer simulation and it was pre-programmed. So that's where you get into the discussion of like how, where do those lines, uh, the, the subjective reality, right? That, that everything really, there's definitive things, right? There's light and there's dark. The light's either on or it's off, okay? The binary system. Um, but when it comes to perception and how we perceive reality, it's more fluid, you know? And it's hard to say. It's hard to say, but I had my little Keanu Reeves-like celebration with my coffee. It was fucking delicious. So five-star, yeah. Benji goes five stars on Boomtown Coffee on 19th Street in the Heights, uh, right here in the, the, the beautiful city of Houston, Texas. And also, too, uh, if you're familiar with Texas, there's a, uh, a gas station chain, but it's, we all know it's way more than that. It's called Bucky's. Um, if you want a delicious, no, you probably haven't because they don't have them in Georgia. Uh, you're unfortunate in that regard because right. they're, they're magnificent. Okay. They've got the cleanest bathrooms. They've got a line of their own snacks. Um, all kinds of different beef jerky. They got these things called beaver nuggets. Eric, I'm telling you, if you ever come to Texas, if you don't go to Bucky's, there's something wrong with you. Cause it's a, it's an experience. Some of them are, there's one by my house. That's on the smaller side, but there's some that are massive. They look like truck stops, but there's no trucks allowed. They're normally, you know, off the interstate, things like that, in between, you know, travel destinations, so to speak. But they're they're massive. People wear t-shirts. It's a whole thing. My my point in saying that is, I stopped in there. Like I said, there's one right right next to my house. So on my way back, I decided to get a, a fountain drink. And I created something magnificent. They've got their own, everything they have, they have their own brand. They've got, like I said, the snacks, the fountain drinks. They've got their own, you know, real sugar soda that they, that they have there from the fountain drinks. Uh, lemon lime Gatorade. Okay, about 80 parts lemon lime Gatorade. Uh, and then 20% their cherry lime soda. It's outsta outstanding, Eric, I got to tell you. Outstanding yeah. beverage. Do you have any special, uh, is there any Georgia places like that? You know, is there anything that's native um, to Georgia? No, that you guys really special. Um, you know, I know like in a majority of states, I mean, p people are always like familiar with like the 7-Eleven and, um, well, yeah, you know, we used to like, I used to see like a little like convenience store chain around called Golden Pantry, but I think those seem to be kind of disappearing and I, but I know, like, the only closest, like, 7-Eleven is, like, down in Florida or in um, South Carolina or Tennessee or North Carolina or somewhere. But and I'm sure you have plenty of 7-Elevens out in Texas. We do. We do have plenty. There's, uh, 7-Elevens are good. I feel like they had yeah. a, uh, I feel like recently they kind of had, like, a re, they gave themselves, like, a shot in the arm. Because it seemed like it was kind of, they were kind of dead, at least here. Uh -huh. But they've made a re they've made a resurgence, so to speak. Um, but yeah, they've they're ho that's home of the um, the Slurpee, right? Everybody knows ice ices right. are kind of the universal one, but the specific Slurpee is Seven uh, Eleven's own. But they do they have good uh, coffee selections there. 
they have uh, there's a taco uh-huh. place within most of them. I forgot the name of it. Taco Laredo. That but that may just be for the ones here. I don't know. We eat the fuck out of tacos here. But um, but Bucky's is where it's at. If you ever jo- if you ever come to Texas, Eric, uh, I highly suggest going to Bucky's. Um, um, I think I've, I just saw something about it being probably one of the largest truck stock stores in Texas by looking it up on Google. Yeah, it's it's massive. And matter of fact, I think there some it's people have in Katy, I believe. Yes, the the Katy one is is absolutely, which is just outside of Houston. Uh, it's massive. There's there's another one too in Waller, just a little, just up the road a clip from me. That's pretty gigantic as well. And when I tell you they've got like when I say gigantic, I'm not sure uh, people could really grasp until you see it. This isn't like you know this isn't your your shell station. Uh, this is like a full like truck stop size. Uh, like big truck stop size establishment, but it's not for trucks. It's only for uh, regular passenger vehicles, but they've got their own, like I said, the merch, the t-shirts, uh, they make, I'd be, I know, I'd be interested to know what they make per day or per week. It's, it's uh-huh. absurd. It's absurd. It's a whole, yeah, I don't, it's one of those things like only in Texas. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So I, we touched on a little bit of, um, matrix stuff eric we touched a little bit about political stunts we touched on uh some of the stuff you've got going on some guests some free thinking you know thinking outside the box thinking beyond what your Mm -hmm. human category may be having your own line of thoughts i i uh thank you again for participating these live streams you're kind of a mainstay at this point i appreciate you calling in it adds a little animation to the show i like that it's a little easier to no, navigate enjoyed- in, in, in the context of a live stream as uh-huh. opposed to the, the text, right? I always like uh, people right, participating. Um, yeah, because I got to stop, well, read it. I got so to, I appreciate you calling in. Well, I am co-host for this episode. Yeah, man, absolutely. And, and I, I want to say, too, hopefully uh, the pets that you're sitting right now are doing okay. What kind of... Well, it's a ferret, a bearded dragon, and a beta fish. Oh, shit. Okay, so not your usual dog-cat variety. So you've well, got some they interesting used, they used exotics. They chihuahuas, but, but I know that the chihuahuas were getting kind of old, but they've all three are since passed away. Oh, well, rest in peace. Sorry to hear that. Chihuahuas are good dogs. I've had one uh, in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. They're, I mean, they're a lot, you know. They've got a lot of energy, so it's a lot to deal with. Much like a, a small mm-hmm. child, but so so bearded dragon. That's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. What was it? Ferret. Ferret. And betta fish. And a betta fish. Of those of those three, Eric, tell me which is your favorite. I think uh, I would probably say the, the the bearded dragon because he mostly yeah. just stays in in his little little glass enclosure. You know, and, <laughs> I mean, I feed him lettuce leaves in the morning and then. About six o'clock in the evening, about a little under two hours from now, I'll be feeding them those little, those little worms. They're not like grub worms, but they're like little smaller, to where uh-huh. you can eat them. That's and interesting. And then the beta fish is fed like, every other day. You know, I've got kind of a sad story related to bearded dragon. What? I, I so in my neighbor in my neighborhood, you know, on the stop signs or the the traffic signs, right? Every now and again, somebody will post like, 
you know, lost cat, lost dog with the phone number, if reward, please call, I found, blah, blah, blah. So I, I saw one about a week ago, a lost bearded dragon, okay? I don't know what the odds are of, oh of making, yeah, I don't think that, I think, so if I really want to read into it, here's what I feel like happened. I feel like the bearded dragon was probably the the daughter, right? The daughter was pictured on this, uh, the ad, as well as the bearded dragon. I forgot the name, but you know, they said, if found, they described it, right? And they had a picture. If found, call this number, blah, 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 reward. Um, uh-huh. I, yeah, man, the odds of finding a fucking bearded dragon are probably well, pretty slim. Then, you know, and then like the ferret, <laughs> you know? I hear it in, in one of the niece's bedrooms right now, um, just like beating on its cage, like like wanting out. But, oh, he he's, he's pretty energetic. But usually the only criticism about ferrets is they, you know, they, they stink, they're right? not the most... The, the pleasant smelling creatures in the world. No. Matter of fact, like that's part of their whole thing, right? Is to stink. Like it's part of their. Yeah. Uh, well, that thing with, with that, that body odor, they know how to keep predators away. Yeah, that's a good self defense mechanism. Hopefully. Um, so who wins in the wild? Like, uh, well, probably the. You know, I'm, I got like 30 questions at once. Let me just stop with this one. What do you feed the ferret? What does it eat? Well, the ferret eat, eats kind of like a like a kibble food that's meant for them, and then has like mm. a bottle of water, and then these little cheap things that I feed them like once a day to to where they're they don't they don't stink as bad. Oh, okay. Do you give? Uh, do they get treats, or does he get a treat? I mean, they they, they do get treats. Yes. Um. I mean, I mean, are, no, are no, they the ferret, ferret, ferret? If you were, yeah, you know, loves to play. I bet. Do, do they have inside? Right. Do you let it? Do you let it out? Like to run around the house, I mean, or would you never find room, it again? Don't, don't let it run out of the house. No way. <laughs> yeah, you never see it again, right? They're, it's not like a dog where they'd come back. They would just they'd be off on their own, huh? Does it have any kind of discernible personality, or is it just like pe- pebble brain? If you feed it, it's all good. If not, it gets pissed. Is there any kind of? I, I would I would probably say somewhere in there, but I haven't been around it to. To be familiar with its like behavioral patterns, like like I would a cat or a dog. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, good. Well, good. Good luck with that. I am about to wrap it up once again. I think. Thank you for your participation no, before. Me on. Absolutely, man. Thank you for all your your opinions. And uh, one more time before we get out of here, you got any? I know you do. Send this uh, slightly serious. If you want to promote uh, any any shows well, or any. Um, if- well, I'll be glad to do like some show promos. You you probably edit this out for like published shows. Um, um, if you are interested in checking out some really great podcasts here on Podbean, um, you know we have a great roster of content creators um, and you know in, independent voices and thinkers and you know people who just want want to put a smile on your face and and, and make make your day and your life worthwhile. You have the slightly serious show that'll be on tonight and every weeknight at, at about nine thirty p.m. Eastern time. That's eight thirty p.m. Central. Um, you've also got the Ralph William podcast. He's usually on mornings around seven a.m. Eastern time, six a.m. Central. Plus, you can find find Ralph over on WESN's Epic Strategies Network. You've also got the Old Man's podcast weekdays, ten a.m. Eastern time, which is nine a.m. Central. 
we've also got um, the Beans and Weenie show Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays around 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 17 plus their Club Code Blue music show on Fridays around 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. We've also got Big Daddy Al's podcast Friday through Sunday around 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Um, Flicks and Friends Saturdays, 9, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. As well as Solid Blue Sisters, my turn to talk, you know, Monday through Thursday around 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central. Um, and then in, in prime time, I believe Jester of the It's Doomsday podcast is exploring like a scheduling change from Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central to perhaps... Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central. But, but if anything changes, we'll keep you posted on that one. Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. You have a comedy podcast called The Potluck Podcast. Um, if you're interested in great gossip, but if you're interested in news and commentary, you can go to Slacker 82 Alpha with Maverick and Goose, also on at that same time. And then Fridays, you've got This Swap Doesn't Lie, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, nightly. Rest with the outside of normal podcast around 10, 19 central. And, and of course, additional podcasts like The Gray Area and um, like Tampa Bay and Milk Dog 2020, um, the Dina Joe podcast, um, Laura's Communication Station and Pink Squirrel, and um, and then other hangout shows with like Elgato and uh, Video Game Connection and Humble Idiot Podcast, Cash Caps from over in England and Linga Longa, you know entertain you with like music printing and um the kirkley hennessy show and um that that list just just goes on and on and the holy shift podcast with poetic that's another good one and, very good uh, well and of course the skip the noise podcast there you go and again encourage friends to hit that follow or subscribe button whether you're listening <laughs> here on podbean or over on spotify pandora apple iTunes, google play amazon music iHeartRadio. You know what have you, and you know, and you'll get notifications when when the show goes live on Podbean and when published show shows get get uploaded, and you know, and and also the the social media presences and and so much more. That's right. Well, thank you for all that, uh, Eric. And like he said, if you want to join in to these Podbean live streams, download that Podbean app. Uh, subscribe to Skip the Noise podcast, and you will get notified when I decide to drop these. They're kind of random. It's just whenever I have time. So uh, once again, thank you for joining, Eric. Uh, if you want to follow Skip the Noise podcast, if you're joining this from other regions, if you don't follow us on Instagram, go to at skip underscore the underscore uh, <laughs> skip underscore the underscore noise underscore podcast uh, on Twitter at skip the noise po one. Thank you again, Eric. Uh, for joining and everybody and take care. We will see too. you. Oh, yeah, and that's right. That's true. Facebook, TikTok. Um, yeah. So just search up skip the noise podcast on those avenues and you will see us, but until then we'll see you on, uh, the next episode. And once again, try to, try to look out for those live streams. So get that Podbean app if for no other reason Absolutely. than to having access to jumping on and you can be just like Eric and call in and be a part of the show as he does time and time again. So thanks again. Everybody have a good one. Bye.